Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Many years ago, there was a professor of biology at Harvard University. He was kind of a grumpy guy. So his uh, students decided to play a trick on him. They went and caught a number of bugs and they took different parts from different bugs and they put them all together into a new bug. And they brought the bug to the professor of biology. And they said, Professor, we found this bug and we cannot identify this bug. Could you identify the bug for us? So the professor took the bug, put it on an examining tray, got his magnifying glass, looked closely at the bug for two to three minutes. Finally, he set down his magnifying glass, looked at the students and said, I have identified the bug. And the students kind of snickering underneath their breath said, well, uh, Professor, um, uh, what bug is it? And the professor looked at them and said, it is a humbug. <laughs> Let me ask you, uh, do you know anybody with a negative, complaining, grumbling, bah humbug approach to life? Do you sometimes fall into that same approach yourself? Negativity and complaining can be a real killjoy. It makes you and everybody else around you pretty unhappy. And the problem is that it's a hard habit to break. There are two reasons for this. Number one, we are, because of our fall into sin, naturally negative people. We just are negative by nature. And it's easy to just fall into our predisposition. The second reason is not only are we negative by nature, we are conditioned by culture. Uh, let's face it, in our world today, it's not good news that makes the headlines, it's bad news. And in turn, it's easy to develop a heart and habit of complaining, and it is a hard habit to break. But the Bible says that God wants us Christians to be different. He doesn't want you to be a complainer. He wants you to be a conqueror, and by that I mean a conqueror of complaining in your life. So this morning as we continue our message series on life as it was meant to be, we're going to look at uh, this next important topic from the book of Philippians. Today we're going to see how you can conquer complaining. So uh, let's dive into this now. I'm going to ask you to open up your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And we're going to look today at verses 14 to 18. Philippians 2, verses 14 to 18. 
To get the ball rolling, I'd like to share with you, first of all, and you can write these uh, on your notes, get out your notes if you haven't done that yet. I want to share with you five types of complainers and uh, see if you can relate to any of these types of complainers. Here we go. The first type of complainer I want to call the whiner, the whiner. The whiner wakes up negative. The moment their feet hit the floor, they're off complaining. They don't rise and shine, they rise and whine. It's like the man who was asked, do you wake up grouchy in the morning? And he said, no, I usually let her sleep. <laughs> the whiner. And here's the favorite saying of the whiner. It's just not fair. The fact is that life isn't fair. And if you start complaining about life not being fair, you're going to make yourself and a lot of people around you very unhappy. Do you know any whiners? Are you one? Here's the second type of complainer, the martyr, the martyr. The favorite phrase of the martyr is, poor little old me. Martyrs are pros at having pity parties. When they have a complaint, they want everyone to know about it. It's like the hypochondriac who put on his tombstone these words, I told you I was sick. <laughs> That's the martyr. Do you know any martyrs? Are you one? Here's the third type of complainer, the cynic, the cynic. The cynic expects the worst in about Everything of life, virtually everything, they're hunting for the worst. When they smell flowers, they look around for a casket. It's got to be there somewhere. They can find one negative in the middle of a hundred positives. Their favorite phrase is, yes, but. Do you know any cynics? Are you one? And here's the fourth type of complainer. It's what I want to call the controller, the controller. The favorite phrase of the controller is, I want it my way. The controller complains in order to get his or her way in situations, circumstances, and groups. And our society actually encourages this kind of complaining. I remember once reading a newspaper article, and this was the title of the article, The Fine Art of the Gripe, as if it's something to be cultivated. The controller. Do you know any controllers? Are you one? The whiner. It's just not fair. The martyr. Poor little old me. The cynic, yes, but. The controller, I want it my way. And here's the fifth type of complainer, the perfectionist, the perfectionist. The perfectionist is unpleasable. Nothing is ever just right for them. The favorite phrase of the perfectionist is, you ready for this one? Is that the best you can do? Do you know any perfectionists? Are you one? These are the five types of complainers. Now, I want you to do something. I want you personally 
to put a check mark next to the type that by nature or conditioning you are most predisposed to. I'll give you a moment to do that. And if you need to put more than one check mark, <laughs> I'll extend a little grace and say, go ahead and do it. Nothing destroys relationships, nothing destroys marriages, families, churches, working places, or enjoyment in life faster than one of these types of complainers. So how can you conquer complaining? Well, right here in Philippians 2, verses 14 to 18, you find four keys to conquering complaining. Let's write these on your notes. First of all, admit when it's a problem. If you want to conquer complaining in your life, you need to admit when it's a problem. Let's start at the beginning of this passage with Philippians 2, verse 14. Look at verse 14, which says, do everything without complaining or arguing. Underline in your Bible that word, everything. Do you do everything without complaining? Of course not. Every human being struggles with complaining. So admit when it's a problem in your life. Look at what Proverbs 28 verse 13 says. A man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. But if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. Notice the word confesses. Complaining isn't just a bad habit. Complaining, listen to this, it is a sin that you need to confess before God. And the scripture tells us that complaining is a very serious sin. Complaining was the sin. It was the very sin that kept the Israelites out of the promised land. God destroyed them in the desert because of their grumbling, their murmuring, murmuring their complaining. It's that serious. When you get home today, I want to encourage you to read 1 Corinthians 10, 1 to 13. You see that reference on your notes. It will show you how serious this sin of complaining was and is. So admit it and confess it to God when it is a problem in your life. And if you want to, and by the way, this is so important to do. I got upset this week about something. I can't remember what it was anymore. Donna, what was that on Monday? I was so worked up. Oh, I had worked for three hours on something. Well, I'll tell you what it was. I was, I was trying to find a Sunday off during the month of June because it's a really busy month with a lot of things going on. So I'd kind of worked it out where I was going to take the 23rd. And I am... I'm a recovering perfectionist, so I have every date on my calendar. I looked over that calendar. I'd worked it out where I was going to take off the 23rd of June. I restructured everything to work it all out. And uh, I went out finally and shared it with Donna. And Donna, first words out of her mouth. Isn't, isn't the 23rd of June a voters meeting? I had not put that on my calendar. <laughs> there I went, three hours worth of work. <laughs> Just went like that. So I was upset. So, you know, and I... Donna said, let's, let's pray. And so we prayed. And she said, 
Mike, she said, just start praising God. Now, I'm not a man given to violence. But when she said that, I just, that's the last thing I wanted to do, right? That was the last thing I wanted to do. But I knew I needed to do it. So I started to do it, and you know, it was fine. And she, what, it ended up not being that big a deal, right? Because I couldn't even remember, what was I upset about? Uh, the key thing is when you are complaining, own up to it. Admit that it's a problem. Confess it to God. That's the first thing. It's very important. And you do that, then you can be on the road to conquering complaining. And don't try to adjust the voters meeting now because Pastor Mike went through. I'm totally fine with the 23rd. Okay, secondly, if you want to conquer complaining in your life, Allow Jesus to refocus your mind. After you admit when it's a problem, allow Jesus to refocus your mind. Notice on your message notes, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It is God's will for you to give thanks in all circumstances. But you can only do this when, as this passage says, you are in Christ Jesus. That's why the first part of the next verse in your Bible, Philippians 2, verse 15, look at that, says this, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault. You see, only when you enter into a personal faith relationship with Jesus Christ, by trusting in him and his work for you upon the cross for the forgiveness of your sins and for your salvation, only then do you come before God totally cleansed of your sin. When you are forgiven by Christ, when God looks at you, he sees you totally cleansed, totally forgiven, without fault, completely righteous. Why? Because you're that in and of yourself? No, because the righteousness of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is covering you, and you are righteous and faultless in him. Then and only then do you have the power of the Holy Spirit living within you, indwelling within you, to have your mind changed and to refocus on Christ so that you start to choose to be grateful instead of grumbling. So that you can start praising God as you refocus your mind. But notice that 1 Thessalonians 5.18 on your notes does not say give thanks for all circumstances. It says give thanks what? in all circumstances. You may not be able to determine your circumstances, but you can determine your attitude within your circumstance, in every circumstance that you can determine. So choose Christ and choose to allow him to refocus your mind. Choose to follow the instruction of the Holy Spirit in Philippians 4, verse 8. And by the way, this is basically what my dear wife was saying to me I needed to do when I discovered my error. Here's what Philippians 4, 8 says on your notes. Finally, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, 
if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Allow Jesus to refocus your mind and you'll end up a conqueror instead of a complainer. This is why the Apostle Paul could say what he did at the end of this section of scripture we're looking at today. Look at Philippians 2, 17 and 18 in your Bible. Paul said, verse 17, but even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. No complaining there, only conquering. I want to read you what Chuck Swindoll writes. I read this this week. A typical American family was driving home from church. Dad was fussing about the sermon being too long and sort of boring. Mom said that she thought the organist played a little too loud during the second hymn we sang. Sis, who was a music major in college, said that the soloist sang about half a note off key during most of the song. Grandma said she couldn't hear very well. They were sitting in a bad, bad place. Little Willie listened to all of this, nudged his dad and said, but dad, you got to admit it, it was a pretty good show for a dollar. I like Willie. He's refocusing his attitude on the good things because you can always find a good because you can always find Jesus no matter what you're in. And here's the third key to conquering complaining in your life. As you admit when it's a problem and you allow Jesus to refocus your mind, resist the influence of society. Resist the influence of society. Paul goes on in your Bible after verse 14 and the first part of verse 15. Look at what he says in the last half of verse 15. In a crooked and depraved generation. The generation in which we live is often more about grumbling than about gratitude. You know, you go overseas and most tour guides will tell you that American tourists are noted for their complaining. It's just part of of our culture. It's the character of our culture. And we need to resist the influence of this crooked and depraved generation in which we live. You know, some nights you might find yourself in bed, awake, not sleeping, and it's very quiet in your neighborhood. And then suddenly you hear just one dog start to bark. Oof, oof. And before you know it, what happens? Every dog in the neighborhood is roof, 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 barking. Roof, 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 roof. It just took one to start with. And boy, you've seen it happen in life, haven't you? You know, everyone can be grateful, but it takes just one person starting to grumble. Roof, roof. And if you're not careful, you're falling into that same sinful trap. Roof, 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 roof. We need to resist the influence of society. Some of you, that means that you may need to guard more closely your associations, who you're hanging around. If you hang around barking dogs, pretty soon you'll be barking 
to. Admit when it's a problem. Allow Jesus to refocus your mind. Resist the influence of society. And here's one more thing you can do with the help of Jesus to conquer complaining. Remember the blessing of conquering. Remember the blessing of conquering complaining. Look at the Apostle Paul, who for a short time pastored this church in Philippi. Look at what he wrote to that church in the last part of verse 15 and all of verse 16 in your Bible. He said this, in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. What is the blessing that comes from conquering complaining? Here is the blessing. You can write it on your notes. You fulfill God's purpose for your life. You fulfill God's purpose for your life. You see, our culture is so negative that when you find a person who is genuinely positive, what happens is they just stand out. They shine like a bright star on a dark night. And listen, when you find a church that is genuinely positive, uh, that church stands out too. It shines like a bright, bright star on a dark night. And we want to remember here at Mission Liberty Hill that that blessing of conquering complaining, it helps us fulfill our purpose as a church to shine like stars in the universe as we hold out the word of life. And that's a good word for us. You know, I have to say, I've just been blessed to be pastoring Mission Liberty Hill. I've... I'm just enjoying my time here. Don and I are privileged to be serving you. Um, and God's done s and is doing some wonderful things. He is. And, uh, you know, we kind of got settled into a rhythm, right? Now, uh, the time is coming. We don't know when. We don't know if it'll be Pastor Johnson or some other pastor, but we know the time is coming when a new pastor is going to be here at Mission Liberty Hill. That new pastor will mean new changes. It just does. Uh, there were changes when I came, and there'll be changes when he comes. And we don't have to get anxious about this. God's in control. It's going to be good. Don't get nervous about it. But uh, we're going to have to guard our hearts in those days, won't we? So that we don't, well, I don't like that change. That change wasn't my personal taste. Well, excuse me. <laughs> Mission Liberty Hill is not all about you. It isn't. And... And, and, you know, that'll just be a time to pull out these notes and say, what are the four steps to conquering com complaining? Because I want to fulfill God's purpose. We want to fulfill God's purpose as a church. And it's my heartfelt that desire that you will do that because as the Apostle Paul said, you will shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. And as someone who has run and labored on your behalf for Jesus Christ as your pastor, I say aloud amen to that. And I am confident that you'll be shining stars.
You know, a number of years ago in New York City, a little old lady walked through the front door of a department store. The minute she stepped into the department store, a band began playing. Confetti started exploding all around her. A very dignified executive walked up and handed her four dozen red roses and announced to her that she was the one millionth visitor to this department store. Television cameras were focused on her. Reporters gathered around, and this executive looked at her and said, Ma'am, could you tell us why you came here today? And she said, Well, actually, I was on my way to the complaint department. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, what are you on your way to? The complaint department or the conquering department? May you be on your way to the conquering department. You can't do it by yourself. You need Jesus Christ, but with his power at work in your life, his grace moving through you, this one who wasn't a grumbler, but a God praiser, this one, Jesus, who wasn't a fault finder, but a forgiver, this one who wasn't a complainer, but a conqueror, as he lives in your heart and you give him full reign over your mind and your mouth. When everything is said and done, you can be done with the humbug, and you can be a conqueror. May God grant that to each one of us for the glory of Jesus Christ and for the advancement of his kingdom. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's stand for closing prayer. Yes, Jesus, we need your help to be done with the humbug in our lives. So today we admit that it is a problem and we turn to you for forgiveness. For you didn't grumble about us, you gave yourself for us. You didn't find fault, you forgave. Help us to be more like you, Jesus. By the power of your Holy Spirit, we allow you to refocus our mind. Help us to choose to worship not at the altar of the familiar, but the altar of faith. And to rest in you, always to rest in you amid the shifting sh sands of circumstances in life. By your grace, Lord, we will resist the influence of our society and guard our associations carefully so that we don't fall into the trap of barking with other dogs. And thank you, thank you, thank you for the blessing of conquering complaining, that as we trust in you for this and grow with you in this, we will shine like stars in the darkness as we hold out your word of life, your word of light, your word of love. And this is our blessed assurance in Jesus Christ. Amen.